Hi, this is Kyle. This is Landed. And this is our podcast episode about the rise of Blink-182 from 1993 to current day. We're going to be starting off this podcast by talking about Blink-182's first hit album, uh, Cheshire Cat, and their song M&M's. Here's the music video for that. first major hit, M&M's. Landon, why don't you tell us some of that history? So some of those songs, Carousel, um, a lot of those songs came from their previous EP called um, Buddha. And they, whenever they came, whenever they got signed with their first label, I can't remember what the name was. I think it was um, Never Pants Ranch. That was like their first label, some independent label from San Diego, California. But they um, they brought a couple of those songs over from Buddha. They re-recorded them, remixed them, and that really brought like more songs into Cheshire Cat. Some of them were "Does My Breath Smell," uh, "Wasting Time," and yeah, that's really about it. But it was like their new, like their new wave of Blink One Eighty Two. All right, and that was Cheshire Cat. Let's talk about Dude Ranch and their hit song "Damn It." So what's funny about that music video, um, so Scott Rayner, so he was their first uh, drummer, um, and so this was the last album they recorded with Scott before they went to their new drummer, Travis Barker, um, and so in this music video it's funny because it's talking about Mark's ex-girlfriend, so Mark's their drum player, er, oh my god, bass player, sorry, Um, and so... The person, if you were paying attention, the person behind the popcorn counter was actually their producer, correct? Or their mer- manager, sorry. It's a manager. So there, there is a couple of interesting snippets in this music video. Um, and so now that we've gone through two albums, let's talk about Blink-182's first history. Uh, San Diego, right outside of San Diego. Um, started with Tom DeLonge, correct? Tom DeLonge and Mark Hoppus. So Tom DeLonge... Um, I would say friend, correct? Or Mark's sister. Tom DeLonge's friend's girlfriend, which was, her name was Anne, and that was Mark's sister. So, 
um, Travis. Oh my God. <laughs> Tom uh, was big in his like playing guitar in his free time, and Mark was huge on playing his bass in the free time. And so Mark's sister introduced um, Tom and Mark, and they got off instantly. They loved the way that they were playing. They were feeling it. <laughs> and so um, that was their second hit album, uh, Dude Ranch. And then let's talk about their major album, Enema of, the Enema of the State. That's the album that really put them on um, the world stage. And that's really what started the popularity of Blink-182. All right. Let's talk about What's My Age Again. Very funny music video. Friday night, I walk alone to get the feeling right. We started making out, and she took off my pants. But then I turned on the TV, and that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23, and I saw more of you my TV shows. What the hell is ADD? My friends say I should act my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Huge song. That's definitely one of my favorites in my personal playlist. What about you? Definitely. Um, so what's really huge about that song is uh, What's My Age Again? Kind of being rhetorical. And um, they're describing them as kind of being immature. And uh, you can see that in the music video, too, because they're acting their age, running around the town naked. Um, yeah, it was funny. They weren't actually naked. They had skin-tight colored uh, Speedos. But um, I think in some snippets, they did have their ass cracking in that, correct? Yes. Yeah. Very funny. Um, Funko, the brand, uh, made some Funko Pops about that reference. Right here. It's just super funny. Um, I would say definitely some good pop culture references there. Um, and then next, Enema of the State, I, I can't even describe how important that album was. Um, uh, there's not one bad song in that album. I, I could listen to that album all day long. Um, and then Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, originally three different CDs. Uh, Take Off, Pants, and then Jacket. Alright, so let's go ahead and listen to The Rock Show by Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, the album. Good song. Um, a very fun song, too. Um, the music video, so they were given money from the producer, um, and instead of spending that money to actually make like a pretty good music video, uh, they ended up just taking that money and giving it out and recording them giving that money away. And they recorded most of their song, like their stage part. They were in a bank, and I think that's pretty funny. Um, but some of the things uh, that they did to those homeless people, very interesting. They, uh, they pimped out a guy 
and then they made this girl shave off all of her hair in turn for money. Um, very, very interesting choice. <laughs> um, and so the next album was their self-titled album, Blink-182, and this was always um, definitely one of my favorite songs. It's more slow, sad, um, very different change of tempo from original Blink. There's that for you. Very interesting music video, too. They took the video three different times for each perspective of Tom, Mark, and Travis Barker. So I believe Tom's on top, Travis on bottom, and then Mark at the bottom. Definitely one of my favorite songs. That's that's in my personal uh, playlist. Um, and this definitely shows its pathos, the slower um, BPM. Um, and the music video definitely shows it. It's edgy. They're all three of them, edgy hair, um, getting turned down by this girl, except for Travis Barker, which I find hilarious, because uh, Travis Barker is currently married to Kourtney Kardashian. And... Don't ask me how. I, I still have no clue to this day. Um, just a very good song. Um, it's it's weird for Blink-182. They typically don't do slow, sad songs like that. But good song. Very good song. Now we're going to go ahead and talk about the Neighborhoods album. Uh, Landon, why don't you explain some of the weird things that happen in that album. So... <coughs> What happened from their Untitled Era to their Neighborhoods album, um, this is when Blink-182 had their first breakup. Uh, they broke up due to, like, they all had families that they created in 2004, and they just felt like there was so much tension in the band from touring, like, ten months out of the year, and they just ne needed a break. And whenever they were recording 2005, Tom's manager... Um, Emailed Mark and Travis saying that Tom was out of <laughs> saying that Tom was out of the band, <laughs> and then um, so they broke up. They announced it on live television. Just the thing that kind of annoys me about it still to this day is that they don't like. It kind of annoys me that Tom was too much of a little little wimp to like just tell them himself. And they broke up in 2005, and then Mark and Tom parted ways to do their own stuff. Mark started. Mark and Travis, who are still friends at the time, started a band called Plus Forty Four. And then Tom kept hidden from the public for a year, and then came out with a band called Angels and Airwaves. And that, to me, is my like. I love, I love both their music. 
And then in my philosophy, I mean, Tom DeLong has said this before, Blink-182 is about growing up. Like, you're obviously, you're talking to girls, talking to girls, boys, whatever you're into. And then, um, and then Angels and Airwaves is more of, like, being grown up, like, you're, it's explaining, like, what love is. And then, yeah, but, and then in 2008, Travis Barker was involved in a plane accident. Um, the landing gear failed to come down, and they skidded on the runway, and they rode right off of it onto a, on, like, a, a hill off a highway. And then, in 2009, they wanted to get back together, and they announced it at the Grammys. And then in 2010, they went on a big reunion tour, and they went through all that. And then 2011, this was when Neighborhoods came around. This is when they, it was like their most, I don't know, it's my second favorite album by them. It's just, it means so much to me. It's like, the, it's like a new wave. It's like not too poppy. There's still like the garage punk. It's not too poppy. It's too like garage, it's like more like garage sounding. Like some, some of my favorite songs off the album are called Snake Charmer, um, This Is Home, uh, Natives, Kaleidoscope is a good one. Um, but there's still some, like, everybody, like, thinks it's a good album, but a lot of people don't know, like, what went on when they were recording that. The thing is, Tom recorded vocals, Tom recorded vocals, and that was it. He didn't do any guitar. It was, like, all Mark and Travis producing that album. Yeah, uh, very interesting, too. They were all in separate rooms recording their parts, and then they just merged it at the end. Um, no collaboration whatsoever. They just kind of Frankenstein-type album. Um, but like Landon said, uh, my favorite songs are Native, Kaleidoscope, and Wishing Well. Um, very good album. It took me a little bit to get around to that album. Um, it, I don't know how to describe it. I would say, would you say more edgy or kind of different sounding than their, the rest of their albums? Um, more grow. Me being grown up, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's not immature, no immature lyrics to that. Um, it almost p poem like lyrics. So let's go ahead and listen to the music video uh, always. Or, sorry, up all night. Interesting music video. It's showing uh, up all night, breaking the rules, no parents. That's the kind of model of that song and music video. Um, and you can see, especially in the video, and I would say in the song, in the background, um, very alienish. Um, Tom, while he left, he was kind of on a scavenge for aliens-ish. But we'll talk about that later as um, he broke apart with the band again. 
But um, very good album. I did like it. Um, but it is, I'd say it's pretty hard for Blink-182 fans to really get into that album because of how different it is. So um, very good song, though. Uh, very good album. I, I started getting into that recently. Then California 2016. So after 2011, Tom left again for the Scavenge for Aliens. Um, he started his own brand to the stars. Uh, I was rocking that merch a little bit ago. Um, he made a movie called To the Stars, um, which came out, what, two weeks ago? Mo- oh, sorry, Monsters in California. In California. Monsters of California, sorry. Um, 4.8 out of 10 stars. So, um, haven't you compared it to, what, porn star actors? <laughs> big actor in the movie. Richard Kind, Dr. Walker. I haven't seen the movie. I haven't came around to that. Um, yeah, so he was gone for 2016-2019 albums, California 9, and so they got Matt Skiba. They did auditions and chose Matt Skiba as their new, I would say, backup vocalist and guitar player. Um, Matt Skiba, very interesting fellow. Um, Landon disagrees with me on this. He was a Satanist. Freaks me out. Um, oh, I can't even spell Matt correctly. Matt Skiba. Yeah, very interesting looking fellow. Uh, let's look up Satanist. Satan. I got a couple Satan tattoos. Um, I can't find any photos. Weirdness. There's a couple Reddit posts about that. Oh, Blink fans didn't like that. Um, I'd say he never had one solo song where it's just him singing. Um, and he honestly, in some most songs, you can't actually hear his voice all too well. Um, Generational Divide is probably his, I would say, his song. You can definitely hear him the most. Um, but here's California, Home is Such a Lonely Place. This was their only music video in that album. We're falling faster than we can fly Forgotten seconds out on Sunset Drive And I hold on tight But not enough to hold you back It feels like the moon Is spinning off into outer space without you This room is such a lonely place without you So, very interesting music uh, video. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the California album. There's so many songs in it. What, 27 songs? It's a lot. It's it's a huge album. Uh, I guess it's kind of a deluxe album. Um, but it was technically two different discs. But 16 in the first one, and then 12 in the next one. Um, very interesting songs. Um, California is my favorite song. They don't have a music video on it, though. Um, but I'll break that song for you. Beige 
Very good song. I would say that that's definitely Mark's song. Um, I can't even describe the emotions in that song. Um, talking about, you know, technically his home city, San Diego and California, his home state. Um, very good song. Uh, emotionally speaking, it's amazing. Um, slow, pay, uh, BPS, sad, not really any drums in the background. Um, mostly guitar and bass. Now let's talk about the Nine album, one of my favorite albums. Uh, Landon hates it. Yeah, this is this is all me. You won't even get near the mic talking about this album. Um, definitely more techno-y. Um, it, it was it was weird. It was almost like a test. Um, but this is Generational Divide. Um, they only had two music videos in this album, and. Um, this one's only 50 seconds long. The other one's it's just weird. Uh, it was about like the Fortnite era. <laughs> um, like they had a bunch of kids like doing the floss and all that. It was it's kind of cringe. So I'll, I'll save you the save you the emotions. That's Matt's keyboard singing in the background. Um, I could talk about this album all day. Save you and us some time. Um, we won't. Um, this is our second time recording this, and we're definitely in need for time. Um, then their recent album, One More Time, came out two weeks ago on Friday. Um, amazing album. Uh, they released, what, six songs? They pre-released six songs, and then they dropped the rest of the album on that Friday. Um, huge. Uh, they added some of their singles. Uh, Edging was their first song when Tom came back. Um, they dropped a song called Edging. Very good song. Uh, it's definitely top of the charts for a good while. One of my favorite songs. That was the song that got me into Blink-182 because Landon was playing that nonstop in his truck for about a month. Yeah, that really got me into Blink-182. Um, but we'll go ahead and break down one more time. Dance with me. So here's one more time. This song isn't about their last time they're going to record an album or record music. It's about the last time um, that they're going to fuck things up in the band. Um, Tom came back primar uh, primarily because of Mark's, um, on was like, he had an ongoing batter with uh, battle with cancer. He had stage four lymphoma. And... Um, basically on the verge of dying, and luckily 
Mark beat cancer, and so Tom came back into the band because he didn't want to see his friends die before he got a chance to say goodbye. So here's One More Time by Blink-182. Strangers From strangers into brothers From brothers into strangers once again We saw the whole world But I couldn't see the meaning I couldn't even recognize my friends That song is huge with pathos just huge overall emotion wise um i mean i could go on and on and on about the emotions and how the lyrics make you persuade away i know landon said he was crying when he first heard that song and um when he was performing that song live his first first time he uh tom was crying while he was singing that song because of how much emotion that song holds to him um l- like i previously said that song's directly for travis and mark about, um, I would say, Tom apologizing for being a total dick and leaving twice, and how Travis and Mark almost died without him being there and being able to say goodbye. Um, We'll go ahead and listen to Dance With Me is an amazing song, but one of my favorite ones right now is Fell In Love. It has um, uh, Robert Smith, type vibe, the Cure type vibe. Uh, I'm a huge Cure fan. And so um, they they had Robert Smith featured on this. Amazing. Song. Huge song. Uh, they released that right before that final drop uh, two weeks ago on Friday. Awesome song. Like I said, I'm a very big uh, Cure fan. L- let's just break it down, Cure or uh, Blink 182, real quick. Um, huge emotions in their songs, um, but their main credit, I would say, is why that they can talk about these lyrics. Is they came from rough households, all three of them. And in most podcasts, you'll listen to them. They talk about the how this band was their family. They don't even really talk to their old families anymore because of how rough it was uh, growing up. And um, they've been in here 27 years, correct? They've been a band 27 years. 30 years. Sorry, 30 years. So they can definitely talk about how close of brothers they are. Um, be with anybody for 30 years. It's just, after 30 years, you're definitely not close anymore, but they have 
beat that struggle, and they are tighter than they could ever be. Mark on Instagram Live with Tom is just hilarious. They are brothers. Um, Tom playing some Angel and Airwaves, or Mark playing some Angel and Airwaves in his uh, locker room, and Tom uh, just so happy, and Mark saying that this song fucking rips. Um, amazing. Sorry, we're listening to Blink in the background. Um, and then emotion-wise, I mean, all their lyrics for the most part after, um, what album would you say that they started getting serious? Untitled, yeah, I would say so too. Uh, after their Untitled album, their lyrics started getting serious, like almost poems. They weren't BSing, being immature. Their, their lyrics hit hard, close to home. Um, amazing. Uh, if you don't listen to this band, I highly recommend you do. Um, a lot of history and a lot of bring a box of tissues is what I'll say with their new album. Um, I almost cried a couple times. Uh, Turpentine, huge album. Tom's, like before the album was re- released, told us to be ready for one song, and this is the song. Um, can't wait for the music videos to come out for some of those videos, or for some of those um, songs. And Denny's, Anthem Part 3, um, they went to a Denny's and kind of recorded a live show. They introduced saying, um, what the fuck is up, Denny's? And then, yeah, yeah, it was a tribute to another band that did that. Um, I will shave 30 minutes down. Uh, last time we recorded, it was about an hour long. Uh, save you some time, save us some time. Um, but yeah, this is Kyle. Landon. And we're out. Thank you so much.